Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 70 of Be With Me. Today's title is What Happens to Death? So we're in this theology of death and resurrection. Why is there death? We're asking incredibly big questions today. The reason you want to pay attention is because death is going to touch you in some way today, even today. Open the paper. Have a relationship. Death is is everywhere. But here's the good news. It's not going to be everywhere forever. Death is going to be destroyed. So he's chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians is all about death. It's about the subjection of death. We're only going to do eight verses of the 58, but let's keep the forest and the trees straight here. His death is going to be destroyed. It's going to be defeated. It's going to be swallowed up in victory. That's how he's going to conclude chapter 15. We're not quite there yet. And then corollary Satan, who has some temporary jurisdiction over death, is also going to be destroyed, thrown into the lake of fire. And the day that we're trying to get to is this day. Listen to this, Revelation 21. He shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. So there's a time coming when death is going to be totally put under subjection. And he's going to use an argument today that's going to blow your mind, which is that Jesus was put under subjection. All right, so listen to this. Uh, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put into subjections, it is plain that he is accepted who put all things in subjected under him. When all things are subjected to him, then the son himself will be subjected to him who put all things in subjection to under him, that God may be all in all. So I think what he's saying here is that there is going to be a subjection of death. Death is going to be defeated. That's going to be a great time. And here's here's something you can do to sort of pin your, your hat on the assurance that death is going to be defeat, de- defeated and put under subjection is he's going to use the argument of subjection. Jesus was subjection. Now, this is not to say that Jesus was any less in deity, that his value was any less, that it is that he models subjection. So the Bible's full of subjection. Children are supposed to be subject. Church members are supposed to be ch- subject. Workers are supposed to be subject. Uh, wives in marriage are supposed to be uh, subject. Uh, everything is supposed to be uh, subject, which means to be arranged under, put under, uh, posted under, placed specifically. And here he's saying that the son himself is going to be subject to order and harmony and like this efficient operation of the Trinity. Again, equal in deity, but functionally subject to. It's sort of like the best organizational operation of the Trinity. And it's for our benefit. And it looks like it's going to go on forever. So this Trinity thing is going to go on for an an eternity. The three persons of the Trinity and the order within the Trinity is going to go on. So we're going to be able to enjoy this for a long time. And I think he's using Jesus as an example of subjection so that we can say, well, what about the subjection of death? Well, that's that's nothing in comparison. So I think it gives us a vision that death is going to be defeated. Okay. Then verse 29 is an unclear passage. You've never heard a sermon on this. Listen to this. Otherwise, 
What do people mean by being baptized on behalf of the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why are people baptized on their behalf? And this is an unclear uh, reference maybe to something that the Corinthians are doing. It's a bit of a head scratcher. You, uh, it's There's no authoritative teaching in it, uh, at least in a clear way. It's, there's nothing here that you're commanded to do. And perhaps it's even referring to some bad teaching and specifically the bad conclusions, which I'm going to get to in the next verse, that the Corinthians might be reached, uh, uh, reaching. I just want to say, what do you do... Uh, how do we approach the Bible when it's unclear? Bottom line is when the Bible is clear, uh, then you should be clear. Uh, let's say that Jesus wins or have a trusting faith in him uh, or be baptized or stay in fellowship. These are all things the Bible is just infinitely clear about. So major on those things uh, and minor on the things where there's where it's a little bit confusing, which I think this passage uh, uh, is. So let's go on. Paul's going to talk about some, maybe some bad conclusions that the Corinthians are getting with regards to this whole death concept. Why are we in danger every hour? I protest, brothers, by my pride in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die every day. What do I gain if, humanly speaking, I fought with beasts at Ephesus? If the dead are not raised, now he's back to his big theme, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Don't be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Wake up from your drunken stupor, as is right, and do not go on sinning. For some have no knowledge of God, and I say this to your shame. So if there's people out there that are saying, hey, the dead are not raised, that Jesus wasn't raised, you can call them sort of ignoramuses here, there are people who have no knowledge of God and don't let that theology affect your behavior. So here's the theology that he keeps banking on. He's banking on the theology that Jesus was raised from the dead, so we get to be raised from the dead. Therefore, death is going to be stomped on and subjected. And probably the Corinthians are getting some bad teaching that the dead aren't raised or something like that, and then they're acting like it which is, if that's true, then then the saying, eat and drink for tomorrow we die, then we probably should be doing that if, if the dead aren't raised. So what we're heading towards, don't let's not lose the forest for the trees here. So what we're heading towards is that death is going to be swallowed up in victory. And I think today, uh, let's remember that Christ is raised and he's going to take us home and he's going to take us home with him. And it's going to be a place of order and wholeness and harmony. And the Trinity is going to be a, a, a Godhead of, of order and wholeness and harmony. And of course, death is going to be destroyed. When we get the big picture, then this death being destroyed, it's it's relatively uh, small. And so we, should, we need to sort of like wake up and act like this theology is true. I think that's the big point here today. So death is going to be subject someday. Death is going to be destroyed. Death is going to be no more, and there's going to be no more crying, nor pain, and the, uh, nor tears. This is a day to look forward to. Thank you for listening.